It's about to go down in a minute. Let me touch down. I'ma get it. Cause I, I, I been waiting all night. It's game time. It's game time on ESPN Central Texas. Presented by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat. Now from the Alan Samuels Studios, here's Tom Barfield, Ward Whites, and Ryan Fox. And good morning. Welcome to Tuesday. This is game time. Your first word in sports. Tom Ward, Ryan, we're glad you're with us. Ah, uh, I am fighting those allergies, guys. I'm telling you. I uh you ever you ever been so stopped up where you had to almost sleep sitting up because you couldn't breathe? And that's kind of where I'm at right now. I mean, I'm struggling right now. Uh Ward, good morning. How are we? Present. <laughs> Ryan, how are you this morning? Good. And good. I'm accounted for. Uh, good. Good. Well, you had a long day yesterday, didn't you? Yep. We're produced all three shows. It was fun, though. I had a good time. Good. That's good. Been meaning to talk to you about that. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, am I correct? Was last Tuesday the, the start of the big ice storm? Yes. And seven days later, it's going to be 75 degrees today? Texas. You got to love it, don't you? 75 and rain. Oh, we got rain coming? Mm-hmm. I thought the rain was tomorrow. It was rain. It was running on the drive. Was it really? Mm-hmm. Raining on me all ago. Yep. How about that? Yeah. If it's going to rain, then drive carefully when you get out and about. But I think you can handle the rain a little better than some of that ice. We were discussing that the other day. If you got the ice, you got the ice. If you didn't, you didn't. I mean, it was that simple. Uh but man, oh man, that was just a week ago. And, and now you could probably run around in, in flip-flops and tank top and, and shorts and be just, just content. I notice, Ward, you're sporting your, your Super Bowl gear. Mm-hmm. Is that in honor of the week? It is in honor of the week. So do you have like enough stuff, enough gear to, to get you through the week to where you, you're wearing something – Mm, probably, but I don't know that I will do that. You just, to today, just kind of struck a chord that, hey. Yeah, with the rain coming, I felt ah, like I needed to pull over, so I grabbed this one. Got his Super Bowl pull over and ready to go. All right, uh, let's see. What are we doing today? Oh, we got a fun show. Shehan Jayaraja, CBS Sports will be here. We'll talk some basketball. We'll talk some football. Uh, we're going to talk with Clayton Hall. You're saying, who's Clayton Hall? Well, Clayton Hall is a gentleman that has volunteered with the uh, McLennan County Youth Livestock Show. What, what did we say? 40? 42 years. 42 years he's been involved in that event. Works over at the Extraco. Has for a long time. So we'll talk to him and, and, you know, and just kind of get a, a, uh, get a vibe and a feel for why that's so special to him. I think that's kind of cool. Speaking of which... We're going to have Matt Mosley broadcasting live from the event on the big sale of champions. That'll be on Friday afternoon, 4 to 6. Then the sale, I believe, begins after dinner around 6.30. And it is a huge fundraiser for scholarships in this county. They will produce a lot of money, and they will give away a lot of money in scholarships. Really a cool, cool program. So uh, we're just thrilled to be a part of it. So that'll be coming up. Uh, a little later on this morning as well. And also, and also Scott Drew, the head basketball coach of the Baylor Bears, will join us this morning around 8.30. Get his thoughts on 
on uh, where the Big 12 is right now, just how difficult this league is right now. And uh, we'll also talk about the return of Jonathan Chamwa Chachua. We all thought for the longest it was Jonathan Chamwa Chachua. But recently we've been corrected. It is Jonathan Chamwa Chachua. And if that's what he uh, wants to be, how, how he wants us to pronounce his name, then that's exactly how we're going to do it. And uh, we'll talk about uh, that great young man's return with uh, Coach Drew coming up around 8.30 this morning. So you ever had that word in your play-by-play career? Uh, you, you just knew that a person's name was pronounced one way and come to find out a couple of years later, <laughs> uh, you may be pronouncing it wrong and it's actually this instead oh. of that. I do that weekly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So I just I – th- I thought when I was listening to John yesterday, I was like, really? <laughs> I didn't know that. So John was explaining it, that uh, that's how Jonathan Chamwa Chachua wants it pronounced, so that's how, that's how we'll roll with it. So anyway, so we got Scott Drew coming up at 830. Uh, Stephanie will be here. I'm sure she's got some enlightening, uh, enlightening information for us. Uh, we'll have uh, Did You Know coming up a little later on. So we got all kinds of fun stuff. We're going to have a love fest. There's a love fest going on between Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. We'll catch part of that coming up here uh, on the program as well. So uh, good stuff. We'll talk about uh, some of the Super Bowl connections. I think they're pretty obvious, but I think it's kind of cool. And uh, we'll just kind of dive into this stuff here. Did you get to see any of the big Monday game? I did not. I watched the Super Bowl coverage. Big Monday. Texas, Kansas, right out of the Big 12. This just goes to show you what this league is about. Texas was on a roll. Kansas had kind of stumped their toe. They'd lost six of uh, four of their last five, four of their last six, something like that. But last night at Allen Fieldhouse, man, oh, man, was it rocking. And I, by the way, Jason Garrett was in the house. Like, okay. So... Uh, and there were Kansas City Chiefs fans, as you might suspect, in the house. But every time Texas made a run, Kansas answered. And Kansas goes on and wins the game 88-80. to So they are now 7-4. and Texas falls to 8-3. and uh, it, it's, it's a log jam now. And it's, it's anybody's business. I mean... What, Ward, five, maybe six teams with a realistic, legitimate chance to win the conference championship? Yeah, it's going to come down to the final week. Is that not crazy? Just how tight this thing is? But, you know, wh- why would it be any different? I mean, it's just, it is just going to be that good. It is, it really is. Uh, and when you look at the Big 12 standings now, Texas is eight and three. Iowa State's a half game back at seven and three, and they'll play a midweek game. Kansas is seven and four. TCU, Kansas State, Baylor, six and four. And oh, by the way, the Cowboys of Oklahoma State are five and five. So there's 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 five or six teams in play here when it comes to the Big Twelve 
championship. That's that's how good it is. I was looking at a bracketology thing. I think it was yesterday. And one of them, I think, had two Big 12 teams on the two line and two more on the four line. Can I mean, could that really happen? That you have two two seeds and two four seeds? I mean, that's crazy to think that you're going to have. And then a couple others on the five line or whatever it was. I mean, you, you if that happens, I mean, that's just wild how this thing is going to finish. So that'll be a lot of fun. We'll, we'll, we'll get into all of that a little later on with, uh, with Coach Drew as well. Baylor women are back in action. They're back home tonight at the Ferrell Center to take on Oklahoma. And uh, we'll have that one right here on ESPN, 6.30 for the pregame, 7 o'clock for the tip. And uh, congratulations, by the way, to, uh, to uh, Sarah Andrews and – uh, Little Page Bugs, uh, they got the Big 12 honors this week, Player of the Week and Freshman of the Week. So, Dariana Little Page Bugs is your Freshman of the Week, and uh, Sarah Andrews is your Big 12 Player of the Week. So, good stuff there for uh, for the Baylor women's basketball team who played really well in Ames on Saturday, and they're back home tomorrow night – or t- tonight, actually, against, uh, against Oklahoma. Baylor men will be at home tomorrow night against Oklahoma. So, there you go. All right, uh, top 25, it's out. Don't know if you saw this, but you got Texas at five. Of course, they suffered a loss last night. And Kansas at nine. They got the win, so they'll probably move up next week. Iowa State's 11. Kansas State is 12. Baylor is 14. TCU is 17. I mean, <laughs> you just it's, – it's that kind of – it's – that kind of league where you you got teams peppered throughout the top 25. So, uh, good stuff there. All right, uh, 10 minutes after 7. 7-10, this is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. What did you watch last night? I didn't watch much after I left here. <laughs> I watched a show that me and my mom were watching, and then I, I went to bed after that. 12 hours at the radio station, and you didn't want to go home and watch sports? How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, 7 uh, Seven ten this morning. We uh, had some clouds and some light rain. Uh, nice morning though, and uh, we're we're right back to kick this thing off. This is game time here on ESPN C- uh, Central Texas. Your first word in sports. Recently on Game Time, welcome into the program the athletic director and vice president and director of intercollegiate athletics from Baylor University, Mac Rhodes. I, I wish you know there was about five or six of me and I could clone <laughs> myself and, and get uh, get to all of them because it's important. You know, I've got a great staff. I think it's. The, the best in the country and we divide and conquer and it's a lot of fun and it, it's a joy to be around our, our student athletes and coaches game time weekdays at 7 a.m on espn central texas in the market for a new metal roof since 1943 pioneer steel and pipe has helped central texas residential and commercial customers with metal roofs that are impact fire and windstorm resistant and will lower your insurance considerably your roof will be figured correctly and they offer a wide variety of panels and colors to make sure it looks sharp everyone wants to protect their hard-earned assets from harsh texas weather and a metal roof is the best way to protect your home pioneer steel and pipe with locations in waco and bryan and at pioneer 
Waco'sBeachShop.com. SoCal Speed Shop in downtown Waco is Waco's newest speed shop. Looking for hot rod parts? SoCal Speed Shop in Waco has unbeatable prices. Check out their showroom located at 321 6th Street, just two minutes away from the silos. You'll find t-shirts, memorabilia, collectible decals, and more. SoCal Speed Shop in Waco, a retail merchandise and speed shop for anyone who wants to go fast and look good doing it. SoCal Speed Shop in downtown Waco. Stop by or check them out online at SoCalWaco.com. Since 1975, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop has been serving their one-of-a-kind sandwiches, soups, and salads to hungry Central Texans. They start early in the morning baking their homemade artisan bread. The sandwiches are oven-toasted, giving the bread a crunchy crust covering and a soft and dry, airy center. Ask for everyone's favorite, the Schmaltz. A combination of three cheeses, three meats, and all the fixins. They welcome phone-in orders at their town west or downtown locations. Waco Born and Bread, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop. Flinging a green and gold worldwide on the web at SyntechSportsFan.com. Elevate your career with a new job at VersaLift Southwest, a time manufacturing company. VersaLift Southwest occupies a 16-acre state-of-the-art assembly and upfitting facility that develops and builds the world's best aerial lifts, digger derricks, and cable placers right here in Central Texas. They are now hiring hydraulic, electrical, and service technicians. They offer a great benefits package and outstanding starting pay. Drop by their location, 7601 Imperial Drive in Waco to apply. Get a great deal on versatile Kubota equipment today, like Kubota BX and L-Series compact tractors, part of our tractor lineup rated number one in durability and owner experience, Z-Series mowers and Sidekick utility vehicles. Stop by your local Kubota dealer today. Bring home select L-Series equipment for zero down, 0% APR for up to 72 months, plus save up to $800 now through June 30th. See us or go to KubotaUSA.com for more details. WC Tractor, now with six convenient locations to serve you. Find us at WCTractor.com. When we say at UBO Business Services that we are the premier service provider for Ricoh, Xerox, Konica Minolta, Canon, Kia Sera, and Lexmark copiers and printers, we are not blowing hot air. One way we quantify our status as the best is with an independent company used by millions of organizations called Net Promoter Score. It is the most consistent way to rank brand loyalty and customer service. A score of 70% or better is considered world-class. UBO score is an 85. Call Sean Hunt at 254-709-2101 or ubeo.com. This year's McClendon County Junior Livestock Show and Youth Fair is February 6th through the 10th at the Extraco Event Center with more than 500 local 4-H and FFA students exhibiting their livestock. Come join us and help us raise funds for the scholarships and education programs. Then make sure to join us on Friday night, February 10th at 6.30 for the Sale of Champions with top-placing animals and projects up for sale. Last year's sale brought in over a million dollars for student college funds and future projects. It's the McClendon County Junior Livestock Show and Youth Fair February 6th through the 10th at the Extraco Event Center. For more information, like them on Facebook or call 254-722-2597. Game time is brought to you by Big Boys Record Service, Good Feet, and Advanced Foundation Repair. This is game time on ESPN Central Texas. 7-15, Tom Ward and Ryan, we're glad you're with us. Hey, if you miss anything on the program, or maybe even yesterday's John Morris show or the Matt Mosley program, you can go back. By the way, how about that? Bill Rafferty on the uh, J-Mo show yesterday. That's kind of cool. It was awesome. Good stuff. You got to talk to him offline, didn't you? Huh? You got to huh? You got to talk to him offline. Yeah. So it was awesome. Well, you were stunned, huh? <laughs> All right. Uh, so yeah, you can catch that in a podcast. Our, our podcast or at syntexsportsfan.com. That's syntexsportsfan.com. 
NFL.com. Ward, you said you checked out the NFL coverage last night. I guess NFL Network? No, it was on ESPN. Was it? Uh, No, excuse me. It was on Fox. Oh, okay. Yeah. Fox had a, a, the introductions last night with the Eagles first and then the Chiefs after that where the Q&A takes place in, in the arena and it was fun. What is media day? When does it just get nutty and well to, last night was was when the fans could come and watch and the designated players and coaches were sitting around for the media to ask questions um on, on the floor and then you bring in one team first and then they exit and then the next team comes in and and they take their turn with all the questions from the media from around the world so uh, they did it in the evening yeah they always do that on monday night mm, okay always do that on monday night but did i didn't i recall that at one time that was a an afternoon kind of deal cuz you would see They'd always have a story about uh, a foreign reporter asking some silly question. Oh, that yeah. that happened last night. Yeah, that that was part of the that was part of the deal last night. That they've they've gone to where it's a Monday night deal, and then tonight's the get media. it in prime time. Yeah, and tonight's the media party. So uh, that's always a lot of fun. But got to hear from hear from both coaches, hear from both quarterbacks. Do they from, say anything that? You didn't already know. Ground shaking? No. Never do. It's just appeasing everybody mm-hmm. in talking about it. Now, one thing that is pretty cool, uh, and, and of course it's not going to have any bearing on the football game whatsoever, but it, it it's kind of, a, kind of a cool side note, a nugget, if you will, and that's the fact that Andy Reid spent a lot of years in Philadelphia and now has spent several years in Kansas City. He's coached both teams. And, you know, I'm sure that's happened before. I don't know. Haven't researched it that much. As a head coach? Yeah. I don't know that it has. That the a head coach has both teams has had. I, I don't. Maybe I, it hadn't. I, I think that's a first. Could be. Here's what he said. Maybe not. But I don't, I, I don't know. know. I mean, I mean. It, it, we'll research that. It, it is interesting, though, to, you know, because he spent, I think, what, 13, 14 years in Philly. And he's now completing his 10th in, in Kansas City. It's a great organization. I've had 14 years there, man. I loved every minute of it. I've been 10 years in Kansas City. Loved every minute of that. And uh, I'm proud of some of these old guys for the Eagles. I'm proud of my guys for the Chiefs. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. I like that. Uh, I think he's ready to play. But it, it is kind of a cool thing. I mean, he's got relationships, obviously, within that organization. And... And now he's guiding Kansas City. But uh, I just thought, you know, kind of a cool thing. And how else is he supposed to approach that, too? I mean, I was thinking about that uh, this morning. What else is he supposed to say? You know, I mean, make no mistake about it. He's bleeding red right now. And he, he and Mahomes and all of those dudes, they're going to they're gonna go out and try to put 60 on the board against Philadelphia. Make no mistake about it. But on Monday night, as you point out, just kind of a cool thing that uh, that he gets to acknowledge the Eagle organization for 14 years of his life and, you know, 10 more over at KC. Yeah, and that's never happened before. I'm looking here as the head coach. Pretty cool. It's like the, the first coach to – he's the first coach to face his former team in the Super Bowl. 
Uh-huh. You were looking at something that had Pete Carroll's picture. What what was that yeah, all about? Th- this article I, from 31st says that Andy Reid's the fifth to face his former team in the Super Bowl. But not as a head coach. Interesting. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll dig a little deeper. Uh, what, what about brothers? How often does that happen? Where two brothers are on opposite sides. Well, I only remember one time before, but I bet it's happened before. I would that. think. Yeah. And I know the two brothers have faced each other as coaches, obviously, yes. the Harbaugh's. Yeah. That's what I was talking about. Yeah. But I'm wondering if I'm talking about actually, you know, going into the arena and playing against each other. Yeah, I'm not sure on that. I'm just curious. Andy Reid talked about the Kelseys. Those two are special. Um, they're smart guys. They love to play the game. Dirty, tough. And uh, they'll compete with the best of them now. I mean, they'll uh, – and they'll get after it on Sunday. They're, they're, they're two good ones. The Kelseys are the first brothers to play on the field against each other in the Super Bowl. There you go. <laughs> it's kind of an interesting little side note, isn't it? What's the most intriguing? Obviously, the game and the score. But is there anything else that you're intrigued by in this game that you're going to kind of pay attention to and you're going to focus in on and, and see, hey, I want to watch this and see how this, this develops and this unfolds? Uh, I I just think it's a good matchup. I I want to see how Kansas City neutralizes Philadelphia's quarterback run option, and, and see how that get neutral if they can neutralize that because that's I think that that's that's the big key to the game for them. Yeah, because they said what there was ninety nine design run plays for Jalen Hurts in in the season. Yeah, yeah. How many will he, how many times will he run tomorrow uh, Sunday? Oh, I'd say 10. Wow. The days of putting, you know, where you're you're absolutely not quarterback, get on the ground, you're not running. Th- those days are long gone, aren't they? Uh, For now. And, and everything's secular. You're right. I mean, it, you know, we may come back to the, hey, let's go find the best pocket passer guy we can find. But now it's who's, you know, who can do multiple things, who can give us multiple options offensively so and he's certainly one of them Mahomes is too but Mahomes I don't know that Mahomes wants to run he just has the skill set to run if he has to but he's he's an elusive dude he is and you're gonna you're you're gonna see two really and I look it's the Super Bowl but you are going to see two really talented quarterbacks uh, in the game. Now, I think so. I think Mahomes is better than oh, I do too. Hurts by far. I do too. He's especially on this stage, you know, uh, postseason stage and that kind of stuff. But we're going to find out on Sunday. But I, I'm just—is there anything just you know just jumping out at you that you know? Hey, I want to I want to see what. And again, I, I think kind of for me is how the Eagles approach it offensively. Do they want Jalen throwing it all over the park? Or do they want to to be more balanced? You know, I think we kind of know what the what Kansas City is going to do, but Philadelphia just where is Philadelphia in this thing offensively? I think that's kind of intriguing for me. 
Uh, it's 723. If you got an opinion, we'd love to hear from you on our CNC Collision Center text line. It's 254-662-1660. 254-662-1660. That's the, uh, the telephone number. <laughs> uh, let's see. There is a quite. This is totally off, off the uh, subject, but why not? Uh, does it mean a NBA championship for the Mavericks now that they have another piece in place? Certainly gives them a chance. I don't know that, I mean, I don't know how big of a chance it gives them, but it, they're a lot closer than they were by far. Uh, it, it's, it's pushing your chips toward the middle of the table. I don't know that you're all in yet, and I don't know that the Mavericks are done yet. I think they make a couple more moves. Do they have the dollars to do that? Yeah. All right, we'll see. Uh, Justin said Gruden did it. Coach, <clears throat> excuse me. He was the head coach of one team and then the head coach of another. I'm just, yeah, I'm just, this just popped up. So he just said, Gruden. yeah, there's this article in Sports Illustrated that says Andy Reid is the fifth. It says John Gruden did it with the Buccaneers when they defeated the Raiders in Super Bowl 37. Pete Carroll defeat the Patriots. And then Pete uh, Carroll defeated the Patriots. Pete Carroll was never the head coach of the Patriots. Or, or lost to the Patriots, sorry. But he was never the head coach of the Patriots. Hmm. Who's, was the, who's the head coach before Belichick? Was Pete Carroll the head coach of the Patriots? Don't get me to lie at this I point. That was a I, long time ago. Well, I forgot that. There you go. I, I remember him at SC, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think he was the head coach of the Jets at one time, wasn't he? Wasn't he at SC before he went to Seattle? Didn't he go back to the college game for a while and then? I I don't know. I just don't remember him being the head coach of the Patriots. He was the head coach of the Patriots, 97 to 99. There you go. How about that? Boy, I didn't even, I didn't even not even know that. Okay, so finish that that list of yeah. five. Yeah, uh, Weeb Eubank with the Jets when he defeated the Colts in Super Bowl three. Yeah, that was fresh on my mind. <laughs> and Dan Reeves uh, won it with the Falcons or lost to the Broncos. What he was with the, the Falcons. Falcons, yes, because he was a head coach of the Broncos too. Mm-hmm. So Andy Reid is the fifth NFL coach in history to face his former team in the Super Bowl. How about, How about that? that? That's a, that's a big number, I think. Yeah, that's. Surprising. I mean, when you're talking about 57 I, Super Bowls, yeah. I do not remember for the life of me Pete Carroll being the head coach of the Patriots. Well, it, was, it was a cup of coffee. It's two years. <laughs> I mean, then he went to USC. Then he came back to Seattle. I see. That's yeah. I just okay. remember the the move from the SC head, to to Seattle. He was the head coach of the Jets in '94. Then he went to be the defensive coordinator for the 49ers '95 to '96. Head coach of the Patriots '97. To 99, back to USC from 2001, 2009, then back to Seattle in 2010. Uh, wow. There you go. Uh, JR, on our CNC Collision Center text line, they should let the uh, Kelsey's mom flip the coin. That would be awesome. That, wouldn't that be cool? That would be cool. Uh, Big 12 quarterbacks on top of the NFL show. And, and I'll just ask the question. And again, it's it's just a personal opinion. When I think when you think of Jalen Hurts, do you think of Bama or do you think of Oklahoma? I think of both. Do you? Yeah. See, because, I think of Bama. I don't yeah, know why. Yeah. Well, I don't I mean, know why. I mean, because I he got taken out of the national championship. Yeah. Game. Well, you know, maybe. But he he got him there. But <laughs> uh, I just think I don't know. I, I 
and I know he played, you know, I, I just think of Alabama. And that's a great point. I mean, he's, he absolutely did have a, a great final year in college with, with, with the Sooners. But for whatever reason, when I think of Jalen Hurts, I think of Alabama. Uh, how, do you, how do you look at uh, Mahomes? Red Raider. All right. <laughs> I just look at him as a Kansas City Chief. No. <laughs> he's a Red Raider. You not, have you not seen the ribbon at, at Arrowhead Stadium? There, there's a rotator on the ribbon, and part of it is the Double T Letterman's Association. Is it really? Yeah. Uh, how about that? Awesome. It is. And he gives back to the university, and he goes back to the university mm-hmm. quite often. He goes often. back all the time. Yeah, He'll be there for often. basketball once this is over. Uh he does. I just, I just wanted to get a little hoorah out of Red Raider, guns up. I just look at him as a chief. Seven twenty-eight. This is game time. Coming up in just a couple of minutes, we'll talk college football and basketball with Shea Haji and Roger right here on ESPN Central Texas. Matt Mosley, weekdays at 4 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. But they made a big deal out of, sorry, unlike other courses, we don't allow mulligans here. And I hit off the first tee box, the guy without missing a beat, the first tee marshal slash announcer says, Mr. Mosley, take another one. You hit it so bad that they gave you a mulligan, even though they don't (laughs) give mulligans. Yeah, Yeah, they don't allow mulligans at Pebble Beach. The Matt Mosley Show, weekdays 4 to 6 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. La Fiesta Restaurant and Cantina has been Waco's favorite Tex-Mex since 1963. Voted the best fajitas, enchiladas, and chili con queso around Central Texas. Watching the game from home? Let La Fiesta create your fiesta with the Mex-alicious menu, a delicious selection of Mexican classics and Texas favorites. Order ahead and pick up or dine in and enjoy the game along with their specialty margaritas. You can order online at LaFiesta.com or stop on by at 3815 Franklin Avenue in Waco. La Fiesta, where passion is the most important ingredient. Looking for an unforgettable gift this Valentine's Day? Republic Gun Club and the Oak and Ivy Wine Bar Bistro have created the perfect pairing. Now through Valentine's Day, you can grab the ultimate date night package of an hour on the 25-yard lane for two, two pistol rentals, a Gatlin gun rental, and a $50 gift card to Oak and Ivy, all for only $149.99. Best part? You can get this deal now and use it any time this year. Republic Gun Club is your home on the range. Maya Fuel should be your first and local choice for high-quality fuel and lubricant. They are Central Texas owned and operated, independent distribution and bulk delivery company. You call, they haul. They deliver on-road diesel, off-road farm diesel, gasoline, and non-ethanol gasoline. Known for their great pricing and quickest delivery, they also offer non-fee contract fuel. Call Nick, the owner, for all your gasoline delivery needs at 675-8107 or find them at MyatFuels.net. That's MyatFuels.net. Find sports news, streaming, and show podcast at SyntechSportsFan.com. Do you have pain or sports injuries that are keeping you on the sidelines? Start a conversation with a specialist at Ascension Medical Group, Providence Orthopedics, and Sports Medicine. Tell us about your activities and your history of pain or a recent injury so together we can create the best care plan for you. We are here with minimally invasive to advanced surgery options, as well as physical therapy, and we treat both kids and adults. Schedule with our specialists today at ascension.org slash Texas Ortho. 
Slovacek Sausage has found a great home in Central Texas, and we're growing with you. We have found so many ways to celebrate all the great things about Texas. Football, family, and friends, and so much more. We have all of the barbecue, specialty meats, and over 35 kinds of kolaches to make your next meal or gathering a great success, and we do all the work. If you're on the road, we have the best place for your pooch to stop and stretch with our beautiful dog park. So with the hospitality of Texas and our Czech heritage, Vitame Vos. That means we welcome you. At Slovacek's, you'll love our sausage. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Lark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Update brought to you by ASCO Equipment in Belton off I-35. On it with Case Construction Equipment, whatever the job is. The race for first in Big 12 men's basketball got a bit tighter last night as Kansas upended first place Texas 88-80. Five teams are now within a game and a half of unseating the Longhorns. Baylor has dropped three spots to 14th in this week's AP men's basketball poll. Baylor women's basketball is at home tonight, hosting 16th-ranked Oklahoma. Tip-off is at 7 o'clock, and you can hear the game on ESPN Central Texas. The MCC basketball teams continue their climb up their respective JUCO polls. The Highlanders moved up three spots this week to 23rd. The Highlassies have improved from 10th to 9th this week. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios. Welcome back into the program. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. We are presented by Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep Ram, Fiat, your friend in the car business. Uh, Glad to have you with us here this morning. Uh, Let's talk talk some football. Let's welcome in Shehan J. Raja from CBSSports.com. Shehan, Super Bowl's coming up on Sunday. Uh, You got Jalen Hurts on one side. You got Pat Mahomes on the other. When you think of Hurts and Mahomes, do you immediately think of the Big 12 Conference? I think you have to, right? I mean, obviously, a couple of years ago, both those guys were playing in it. And, uh, and you know, I think that while obviously Jalen Hurts only played a year in the conference, that was the year that he really broke out. That was really the moment that he uh, became an NFL-caliber quarterback. So, yeah, I absolutely think that this uh, should and, and will be considered a, a battle of two Big 12 quarterbacks. Nick Saban gets his OC and his DC. Is, is he set to – make another run, or does it really matter who the OC and the DC is for the Tide? I think it definitely matters. I mean, I think that you look back at these last two years, and a lot of people weren't especially pleased with uh, the job that Bill O'Brien and Pete Golding did on each side of the ball. But, you know, I think that's more than per se, you know, deciding whether this team is good enough to compete at the highest level. I think it's more sort of saying, you know, what direction is Nick Saban going in? What what does he want his team to look like? What is their recruiting strategy going to be? What is their personnel strategy going to be? And, uh, you know, that's why it's, it's very interesting to me that he did take Kevin Steele. This is somebody who was part of his initial staff at Alabama back in 2007. Obviously, you know, many Baylor fans who have been around for a minute will, will remember the name Kevin Steele, but he has a, a, a long run of success as a defense coordinator. And so to me, that indicates that they're going back to base a little bit you know I think with Pete Golding they wanted to play a more modern style of defense and and there were successes and there were failures at times and offensively I'm very curious what hiring Tommy Reese means because you know he's not necessarily somebody who's known per se for having 
a style or a scheme that he's committed to. He's a little bit more of a versatile offensive coordinator. And I'm, I'm curious to see what that means for Alabama heading forward. But I do think that this does indicate a, a little bit of a departure stylistically from what Alabama was doing before. We just have to see how much. Take a knee, Coach Steele. Take a knee. Uh, <laughs> stop. Uh, Shayhan, this is this is Kevin's third goal with uh, with Nick Saban. What what's that say about Kevin Steele? Seriously, as a, as a football coach. Yeah, I mean, it's somebody that Nick Saban trusts, right? It's somebody who he feels like understands him. It's somebody who obviously has success in the SEC. Uh, you know, most of his career has been spent in the South and in the Southeast, uh, including a stint at Miami this past year. He had a great five-year stint at Auburn under Gus Malzahn, and, and a lot of people wanted him to become the, the new head coach at Auburn after Malzahn was let go. So, you know, look, for, for all the, you know, for all the, the warts that maybe Kevin Silla showed in this past. Ultimately, he's a really good defensive coordinator who's had success at this level. And so I, I think the fact that Nick Saban has trusted him to come aboard now three times does indicate uh, the level of trust that there is there between those two coaches. Is this the biggest challenge that Mike Gundy has had in the offseason coming up for him? I, I think absolutely. I mean, because I think that when you look at the last couple of times that he's had to to rework things, Oklahoma State has kind of been a plucky upstart, right? I mean, when you look at back at, you know, after 2011, Todd Monk and Lee become the head coach at Southern Miss. And when you look at, uh, you know, all these situations, this is an Oklahoma State team at that time that's coming from a, you know, a, a position of trying to, to fight their way up. I think the biggest thing that distinguishes this moment from any other is that Oklahoma State really has an opportunity to assert itself as the premier program in the Big 12. They're uh, the winningest program out of the programs that are going to be left in this new conference uh, over the last decade. And, you know, the, but they're not acting like it. They're not, they're not acting like a program where the bar is to win 10 games, where the bar is to consistently be evolving, to, to move with the time, to, to stay ahead of the field. You know, they're acting still like, you know, the, a program back in 2010 that was just happy to be there. And I think that, you know, you look at the, all the forces going around college football right now, obviously with, um, you know, coach movement and schematics and NIL and all this sort of stuff uh, in the transfer portal. And it seems like Mike Gundy is really shrinking to that moment right there. So I, I think that this absolutely is the most important offseason that he's faced so far. And, and so far, I'm not pleased with what I've seen. The uh, the Big Twelve presidents and ads met uh, last week. What was your big takeaway coming out of those meetings? Well, first of all, it sounds like Texas and Oklahoma might not be leaving soon. Uh, I think that a lot of people expected that 2023 was going to be the final year in the conference, and by 2024 we'd be seeing uh, Texas and Oklahoma potentially uh, try to break away, but. I think that uh, that when you look at the situation right now, I don't think that this is something that that's necessarily being driven by Brett Yormark or by the Big 12. I think that they'd be fine to see Texas and Oklahoma leave. Uh, but you know, ultimately, it's, from what it sounds like, it sounds like Fox is very involved in the in, in the reasons that they have to stay. Fox. If Texas and Oklahoma did lead, would have to be compensated in some way uh, for losing that year of television inventory. And you know, certainly, they hold all the cards, and the Big Twelve holds all the cards. And and you know, so they have the opportunity to push really hard and negotiate a tough deal 
potentially to make it uh, not especially feasible for Texas and Oklahoma to leave. So right now, that's, I think, the biggest thing that we're taking away is that it looks like we're going to have a 14-team conference for potentially two years instead of one. How big a year is coming up for Jimbo Fisher and the Aggies? Oh, I mean, it's huge. I, I mean, I think that to to figure that out, you just have to look at who they hired as offensive coordinator, right? In Bobby Petrino. I mean, this is a situation where you know you're you're playing with a with live ammo in some cases, right? Bobby uh, Bobby Petrino is a ticking time bomb. The question is just going to be, does it last long enough that uh, that they can have some success first? I mean. Look, Texas A&M has not missed a bowl game since 2008, and for Jimbo Fisher to do that off of the best recruiting class of all time, and then to lose more than a quarter of his roster to the transfer portal the year after—I mean, that's that's a brutal situation. And and I think that you know one of the questions that I've been most curious about since some of these super contracts have been handed out, uh, Jimbo Fisher has a 10-year, 95 million, fully guaranteed contract. Is hey, you know what? When this goes bad. What happens? Does Texas A&M just kind of uh, sit there and sit on its hands and sort of say, well, Jimbo Fisher's our guy and we don't really have a choice? Or do people say, all right, I guess we're going to come up with $75 million to buy him out. You know, it's going to be a really interesting situation, but absolutely a huge, huge offseason and huge season ahead in College Station. What in the world is going on at Iowa uh, the the OC gets a reduced deal. He's 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 put on the hot seat. He's, that's that's a that's an interesting situation that's going on there. No question. And you know, look for good reason. A lot of people had jokes whenever uh, whenever the revised sort of terms of the deal came out. But the reality is, nobody has really been able to tell Kirk Ferentz what to do at any point. And for people who may not know, Brian Terrence is his offensive coordinator, also his son, hence the, the shared last name. Um, you know, he, he coordinated one of the worst offenses that we've really ever seen at the power five level last year. They were 130th out of 131 teams in uh, actually might be 131 out of 132 now with uh, with James Madison up, but second to last in, in total offense, uh, 123rd in scoring offense, which was bolstered by the fact that, that uh, Iowa's defense led the entire country with six touchdowns. So, you know, this was one of the worst units that we've seen in a very long time. And so uh, people wanted him fired. Obviously, Brian, uh, obviously Kirk Ferentz was in no hurry to fire his son. But it seems like the pressure has gotten to at least Iowa administration. And so this new contract uh, comes with a pay decrease and requires him to hit to meet two benchmarks for Iowa to average at least 25 points per game next year and for Iowa to win at least seven games. And for context, uh, Iowa averaged 17.7 points per game this past year. And actually, if you look at just the offense, the offense only averaged 14.3 points per game, but defensive scores will count towards this and special team scores as well. Uh, and so, you know, while, you know, the, the bar isn't all that high, this is sort of the first time that you're looking at uh, Kirk Ferentz maybe being told what to do to, in some case. So it's going to be interesting. I mean, look, uh, Iowa hasn't averaged 25 points a game all that often, but 25 points per game is only 85th in the country. That's not all that high. That's not all that lofty. So a big season coming up ahead, I think, for, for Iowa and Brian Ferentz. And also, I think, uh, in some ways for Kirk Ferentz, just to kind of see what level of control he's going to maintain on this program. How intriguing is the quarterback battle down in Austin this spring, or is there one? 
To me, there isn't one. To me, it's just going to be Quinn Ewers. Uh, I think that Arch Manning coming in understood that this was not going to be an immediate thing, that he's not necessarily going to push for the starting job right away. And, and also, by the way, you know, they've got another really good top 100 quarterback in Malik Murphy who's going to be coming back as well. So I expect Arch Manning to redshirt next year just because it gives him the best opportunity, I think, to be flexible. He'll play in four games, uh, of course, but I don't think we're going to see a lot of Arch Manning this upcoming season. I mean, what people need to remember is that you know, for all the hype that Arch Manning has coming out, Quinn Ewers was rated even better as a high school recruit coming out. He's one of only two perfectly rated quarterbacks in the 247 composite rating joining Vince Young. So, you know, look, obviously there were moments that Quinn Ewers didn't look all that good in his first season, but the reality is if Arch Manning were to start, you're basically starting over from there. So I, I don't expect uh, Arch Manning to legitimately compete for the job. I think it's Quinn Ewers. Colorado made a splash when they hired Deion Sanders. Deion Sanders made a splash with his recruiting class, his first recruiting class. What What is a fair expectation if you happen to be a Buffalo fan for this fall? Yeah, I mean, the, the biggest thing, and, you know, I, I, th- I mean this quite seriously, is competitiveness. You know, this was a team last year that went 1-11, really wasn't competitive very much at all in all of their other games. And, and look, they're going to have a different roster this year. I think that when you look at the numbers, they've replaced almost half of their scholarship players, which is a great start. But, you know, it's going to take some time. And they have a pretty tough schedule. They actually play TCU and Nebraska in their non-conference slate. So they're playing, you know, a really, really difficult uh, 11-game Power 5 schedule next year. And on top of that, I think that the, uh, the Pac-12 has a chance to be pretty dang good, especially at the top next year. So to me, the answer is, you got to be competitive. You got to look like you belong every single week. And certainly, if I mean, you know, obviously, if they could push towards bowl eligibility, they'd feel good. But to me, four and eight is a really good year with the schedule that they have ahead in Deion Sanders' first season. Again, it might it might not sound like much. It might not sound all that exciting. But but seriously, after what Colorado's been these past couple of years, I, I think that getting to four and eight would make you feel really good. And also, then would I think in a big way set up that second season when you do have Shador Sanders coming back, when you do have Travis Hunter and Carmani McLean coming back. Uh, and, and I think that maybe then in 2024, we're talking pushing seven, eight wins. And, and after that, who knows? It's a wide open question here, but I, I'm just curious. When you talk to your colleagues across the country, do, do they look at the Big 12? Do they refer to the Big 12 as a as a football league or as a basketball conference? Well, I think that people absolutely, uh, you know, give them their flowers on the basketball side. I think that people universally understand it as the best basketball conference in America and not just this year, but really for the past couple of years. But, you know, I think that I I don't think that people view it as a basketball only conference. I don't think that people sort of, uh, you know, view it as not a football conference because the DNA of this conference is still football at its core. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, you know, with schools like Baylor and Texas Tech and and uh, West Virginia, you know, schools that take football really, really, really seriously. I, I think that people view it as a great all-around conference. Now, their signature sport is absolutely basketball, just because of the success that this conference has had. And I mean, the the success they've had is really unbelievable at this point. But I do think that people still view football at least uh, as high profile in this conference as basketball. All right, Shayhan, uh, man, we appreciate it as always. A lot of fun. What are you uh, What are you working on for CBSSports.com right now? 
Yeah, well, of course, it's Super Bowl week, and so I've got a story coming up that uh, that goes through and fi- and kind of figures out the star ratings of some key players who are going to be playing in the Super Bowl this year, and, and kind of seeing, you know, the the old adage, you know, do stars matter when it comes to playing at the next level? But uh, then I'm also going to be ducking out, and and we're uh, heading to New York this week on a trip, so it should be a lot of fun. Jahan, as always, it is a pleasure, man. Thanks so much. Have a great day. Thank you so much for having me. We'll talk to you soon. That's Shehan J. Araja. 747. We're 13 away from 8. This is Game Time presented by Alan Samuels. And we're brought to you in part by Morrison's Gifts. Hey, guys, let me just say this to you. And you do with this information what you want. If she says, hey, I, I, I don't want anything for Valentine's this year, you better go get her something for Valentine's this year. And I'm telling you right now, go to Morrison's Gifts. It's, it's a great place to pick out that uh, that Valentine's gift or that anniversary gift or that birthday gift or or the or a gift for no particular reason but man it's Valentine's uh in the next uh what what is it next week? Yeah, it's next week. So y- you've got a little time but not a not a ton. So get by Morrison's Gifts at 4308 West Waco Drive. It's uh in the uh, Brazos Square Shopping Center. Stop by and check it out. Just tell Sally and the gang, "Hey, look. Don't know what I want." But I do know this. I want a I want a nice gift. I want it gift wrapped, and I want to be able to uh, to walk in the house and and uh, you know and just hand her that gift and and, and do it with a lot of pride. They're going to take care of you. They'll find you something. They'll start asking you questions about her interests and her likes and dislikes and things like that. Next thing you know, you're going. I never. Yeah, it's a great gift. I would have never thought of that. And that's kind of how it works uh, at uh, Morrison's Gifts. They do it all the time for guys. So uh, I, I, m- most of us don't like to shop. We like to buy, get it done, and move on. A- and you can do that at Morrison's Gifts. Again, uh, they've got uh, John Hart leather goods. They've got Consuela bags and purses. They've got key rings. They've got Times candles. They've got jewelry. They've got all kinds of cool things. It's Morrison's Gifts, 4308 West Waco Drive. Baylor Bear Basketball, all season long with Pat and John, here on the home of the Bears. The Baylor men back home in the Farrell Center Wednesday hosting Oklahoma. 7.30 for the countdown to tip-off. 8 p.m. tip-off Wednesday. Follow the defending back-to-back Big 12 champion Baylor Bears all season long here on the home of Baylor Bear Basketball, ESPN Central Texas. The story of the nurse and the foot pain that nearly brought him down. I feel like I'm giving people their lives back. Robert lived to take care of his patients, but he couldn't do it unless he took care of his foot pain. I have plantar fasciitis. It'll almost put you on your knees. That's how much it hurts. His own recovery started when he got fitted for arch supports at the Goodfeet store. Now that I'm pain-free, I can make these people feel better. Can't beat that. Stop by or schedule your free fitting at goodfeet.com. Stop by the Goodfeet store in the Central Marketplace in Waco and now in Temple. Okay, so what's the most important part about your house? Nope, it's not that bar or even the man cave. Think about it. The most important thing is your roof. It has to withstand all that Mother Nature can throw your way. So it makes sense to have the best. McAdams & Sons Roofing is your first choice when it comes to protecting your valuable asset. Experienced professionals using only the best materials. So for new construction, re-roofs, repairs, or remodels for composition and metal roofs, think McAdams & Sons Roofing first. And now McAdams & Sons Roofing are installing seamless gutters. They're insured and an A-plus rating on the BBB. McAdams & Sons Roofing will come out, take a look at your roof, and handle all the insurance process for you. Don't let any fly-by-night company look at your roof. 
Let a real professional you trust do the work for you. Put McAdams & Sons over 40 years of experience to go to work for you all over Central Texas. Check them out online at mcadamsroofing.com or give them a call at 254-799-2949 because you don't want a kid with your house's lid. Your first word in sports. Game time. Weekdays 7 to 9 on ESPN Central Texas. La Fiesta Restaurant and Cantina has been Waco's favorite Tex-Mex since 1963. Voted the best fajitas, enchiladas, and chili con queso around Central Texas. Watching the game from home? Let La Fiesta create your fiesta with the Mex-alicious menu. A delicious selection of Mexican classics and Texas favorites. Order ahead and pick up or dine in and enjoy the game along with their specialty margaritas. You can order online at LaFiesta.com or stop on by it. 3815 Franklin Avenue in Waco. La Fiesta, where passion is the most important ingredient. Have you ever been stranded on the side of the road? The next time it happens, call Big Boys Record Service to get you and your ride where you need to be. You can count on Big Boys Record Service to help you with roadside assistance, such as when your vehicle won't start, you've locked yourself out of your vehicle, or when you're stuck in the mud. No job is too big or too small. They do it all. Family owned and operated since 1984. Big Boys Record Service. Call 254-662-3031. And remember, slow down or move over. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Lark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Update brought to you by ASCO Equipment in Belton off I-35. On it with Case Construction Equipment, whatever the job is. The race for first in Big 12 men's basketball got a bit tighter last night as Kansas upended first place Texas 88-80. Five teams are now within a game and a half of unseating the Longhorns. Baylor has dropped three spots to 14th in this week's AP men's basketball poll. Baylor women's basketball is at home tonight hosting 16th ranked Oklahoma. Tip-off is at 7 o'clock and you can hear the game on ESPN Central Texas. The MCC basketball teams continue their climb up their respective JUCO polls. The Highlanders moved up three spots this week to 23rd. The Highlassies have improved from 10th to 9th this week. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Listen to Game Time online at CentexSportsFan.com. It's now time for Did You Know with Ryan Fox. Who start, gentlemen? Did you know that on this day in 1919, Desmond Doss was born? You guys know who that is? No. No. The first conscientious objector to receive the Medal of Honor. He was the subject of the film Hacksaw Ridge. Oh. Desmond. How about that? Have you seen that movie? I have, but a oh. long time ago. I don't wow. remember much of it. Going, going up that, that going up that mountain thing mm. or whatever it was. Whew. Yeah, that's one of my favorite movies. So Desmond Doss born on this day and also we're at does it say lynchburg virginia yeah yeah okay then also the great garth book garth brooks rather was born on this day in 1962 there you go born in tulsa oklahoma countless mm-hmm. awards nine number one albums and 19 number one hits for garth brooks i know both of you have seen him in person a million times I, saw I haven't him. seen him a million times, but I've seen him. I saw him in person once, and it was in July when they went to Jerry World. It was awesome. Best concert I've ever been to. So he went to Oklahoma State. You with me? Mm-hmm. What did he go to Oklahoma State for? Oh, the javelin. There you go. Really? Yep. That's awesome. <clears throat> I don't know that. Then also, uh, today is Chris Rock's birthday, stand-up comedian. Funny dude. Love Chris Rock. 
Then today is also Matt Stafford's birthday. He turns 35 today. He, I didn't know this. He was born in Tampa, Florida. He played Texas high school football at? Island Park. Island Park. Where he won Good it. friends with? Clayton Kershaw. There you go. They, they're teammates. They played baseball together at Highland Park as well. And he also won the Texas High School Football 4A State Championship in 2005 as Highland Park's quarterback. And then now also, keeping on the subject of it being Super Bowl week, uh, look, did some research here. Did you know that there are 13 head coaches in the history of the NFL that have more than one Super Bowl win? There are nine of them that have two. At six. Who would that be? <laughs> Bill Belichick. Of Bill Belichick. You want to take a crack at the coach who has four? Four Super Bowl championships. Chuck Knoll. Chuck Knoll. Yeah, all with Pittsburgh. That, that was pretty simple. Then Should have figured that one out. Two two coaches with three. Tom Landry. Mm, no, no, he has two. two. He has two. He has two. He has two. He has two. Um, three. Two coaches with three Super Bowl wins. Hmm. Andy Reid? No. 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 You guess, though. I don't know. Do you, you give up? I give up. Don Shula? Don Shula is has two. Miami hmm. Dolphins? Yeah, I don't, I don't know the three. Did he win one with Baltimore as well? Did he win one with Miami, one with Baltimore? Because he was the Baltimore head coach. Wasn't he the Baltimore head coach when the ba- when Baltimore beat Dallas? Couldn't answer that. I don't know. Y'all give up? Yeah. The two coaches with three Super Bowls are Bill Walsh and Joe Gibbs. Oh, wow. Gracious. The Hogs. And then the rest of the coaches that have two, uh, we've found Don Shula and Tom Landry. The other are Bill Parcells. Uh-huh. Tom Jimmy Co- Johnson. Yeah, Jimmy Johnson. Tom Coughlin. George Seifert. 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 Or Seifert, rather. Uh, San Francisco. Tom Flores. Mike Raiders. Mike Shanahan. And Vince Lombardi. Green oh. Bay. Won the first two. Yeah. There you go. Now you know. I want to know who was the head coach of Baltimore when Baltimore beat Dallas. Because was it, it, was it that the only year that the MVP was on the losing team? He was a defensive player for the Cowboys? Wasn't it the linebacker? Uh, No, that was the... When they, well, maybe it was. No, I'm telling you, man. Uh, who was the MVP? Chuck Halley. Chuck Halley. There you go. Drawn a blank. But he was Don Mac uh, McCaffrey was the head coach. Okay. Of the so then he Colts. then Shula won two with with Miami then. But I I, I swear I thought that Shula no, had one. Shula point. won back to back seventy three and seventy four with Miami. Of course, one was the undefeated season. I think Shula was the coach when uh, Joe Namath had that guarantee. With the Jets. Wasn't that against the Colts? Yeah, Don Shula was the head coach in 69 when the Jets beat them. Yeah. Wow. 16 to 7. How about that? How about that? There's some history now, baby. <laughs> uh, what, this is our 57th, right? Yeah, 57th Super Bowl. How about that? All right, uh, 7.58. We're a couple of minutes away from 8 o'clock. This is game time on ESPN Central Texas. Let's get to the uh, sports news of the day from... Baylor's perspective, here's the voice of the Bears, John Morris. It's time now for today's Baylor Sports Beat, your daily dose of green and gold. Now, here's the voice of the Bears. And ready is time for a check of Baylor Athletics on today's Baylor Sports Beat. 
Coming up, Baylor women's basketball sweeps the Big 12 weekly honors, and the Baylor women back in action tonight, hosting Oklahoma in the Farrell Center. Details straight ahead on today's Baylor Sports Beat. Off 2023 with a bang at Allen Samuels in Waco. During the President's Day sales event, get a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Laredo with total values up to $2,000 and 1.9% for 72 months on second and third row options. That's right, 1.9% for 72 months plus rebates. Or how about the 2023 Jeep Gladiator Sport with up to $3,500 in total values plus an extra $500 to first responders at Allen Samuels in Waco. Light the tower green. The Baylor Bears are Big 12 Conference champions. Fans, want to get into Baylor Bears athletic events for free? Become a Texas Farm Bureau member today. Texas Farm Bureau members get two free tickets to select Baylor Bears athletic events all year long. Visit BaylorBears.com slash TFB tickets to learn about how you can get your two free tickets today. Texas Farm Bureau Insurance, proud sponsor of Baylor Athletics. Join us for our next Baylor Coaches Show from Rudy's on the Circle in Waco with the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Join us Thursday, February 16th, and hear from softball head coach Glenn Moore and head baseball coach Mitch Thompson. That's Thursday, February 16th. The Baylor Coaches Show live from Rudy's and here on the flagship station for Baylor Athletics, ESPN Central Texas. You're listening to the Baylor Sports Beat on ESPN Central Texas. Here again is the voice, John Morris. And welcome back. Baylor women's basketball winners of three in a row in Big 12 play sweep the Big 12 honors this week. Sarah Andrews is the Big 12's Player of the Week. Freshman Dariana Littlepage-Bugs, the Big 12's Freshman of the Week. The Bears back in action tonight on their home floor in the Farrell Center hosting the Oklahoma Sooners in a matchup of two of the top three teams in the Big 12 standings. Baylor has more top 25 wins than any team in the Big 12, and they go for another one tonight against 16th-ranked OU. Here's women's coach Nikki Collin. I mean, we've played a lot of top 25 teams this season, um, you know, I mean, people didn't realize what a good win Villanova was when we won that game. And, and uh, you know, I tried to tell the tournament director way back this summer when they were coming out with it that, that I potentially thought that could be a final. Um, and no disrespect to Michigan, I think Michigan's put a heck of a season together. But I knew I had that much respect for Villanova. Um, and, and so when, when Villanova went on the road to UConn and had them down five with like four minutes to go, it just kind of proved, you know, that, that they're really, really good. So, you know, I think they're all opportunities, you know, and I think we've, we've played more top 25 opponents than anyone in our league. So, um, you know, it's, it's just we're always learning, we're always growing, you know, and if they really buy into like we don't lose, um, we either win or we learn, then we'll, we'll get better uh, each game. Nikki Collin and the Baylor women in action tonight against the Oklahoma Sooners in the Farrell Center going for the sweep of the season series. We're on the air at 6.30 tonight, tip off at 7 here on ESPN Central Texas. Television tonight on Big 12 Now on ESPN+. And that's today's Baylor Sports Beat. More tomorrow. I'm John Morris. From the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. 
All right, just after 8 o'clock, this is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom Ward, Ryan, we're glad you're with us as we roll through a Tuesday morning. Uh, we're presented by Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep, Ram Fiat, your friend in the car business, Ted Teague and his group. We appreciate them. Uh, we're going to switch gears a little bit here this morning. We're going to talk a, a little about the uh, McLennan County Junior Livestock Show and uh, it is underway over at the Extra Co Event Center, and we're joined now by by Clayton Hall. Clayton, good morning, hey man. How are you? We appreciate your time this morning. Good morning, and I'm good. County Stock Show is here. We are getting ready to show at ten o'clock this morning. You've been doing this a long time, forty plus years. Why forty? Plus. Why, why is this important to you? What, what what's what's the significance of the uh, of the of the County Livestock Show? It don't matter if you're vegan or not, folks. Man, you're touched by agriculture, and and uh, agriculture runs deep in my family. And and uh, my grandkids are showing this year for the first time. So uh, I know that's five generations of livestock showing, but um, it's it's just has a soft spot in my heart. You 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 mentioned the kids, and and this is about the kids, isn't it? I mean, I know parents can help out a little bit, but for the most part, this is about the kiddos and their animal and, and, and the process that they go through to get that animal ready to, to, to go show. Oh, definitely. You know, we've had pigs on feed since September and, and uh, they may not be out here every day. Um, Cause this, this grandpa will help them out. If they need to, but uh, they, they take responsibility. You know, they've got to clean a pen. They got to feed the pig. They've got to walk and exercise it. And uh, so it, it builds character in a, in a, the youth of, of not only McLennan County, but throughout the world. It's, you know, it's it, whether it's FFA or 4-H, whatever the case may be, how would you recommend if, if, if a parent wanted to get their kid involved or if, or if a child wanted to say, hey, you know, that sounds pretty cool. How do they get involved? How do they get started? What do they need to do? Kind of walk us through that process a little bit. Well, uh, first of all, you got to be in third grade or nine years old. Um, and then you can show 4-H, and of course 4-H is run through the McLennan County Agri-Life Extension Service, which is over uh, on, on Cobbs over there um, next to the Red Cross building or the old Red Cross building. And uh, so, you know, check with your school principal. Say, hey, do we offer 4-H through our school? Uh, you know, if they're in high school or, or even some junior highs have uh, FFA programs, uh, you know, that'd be the first stop is check. Check with your school administration. Do we offer 4-H and FFA, you know, for my child? And, and if not, you know, there's a countywide, um, what they call the Heart of Texas 4-H club that, that meets. And like I said, that's through the McLennan County Agri-Life Extension Service. And so, uh, you know, if, if you can't find a place to get the kid involved, you're not trying very hard. <laughs> and it's not just it's not just about animals. There's all kinds of activities that are oh, that are involved. Definitely, definitely. There's speaking contests. There's judging contests. There's foods and there's art and photography and shooting. Uh, we've got a, a young man from up at West who uh, went far when he's on A and M's skeet shooting team um, because of his experiences in, in the 4-H and and at the, at the local level. So uh, I mean, it it reaches far. There's scholarship opportunities throughout, and uh, it's it's just a great program. And it is open to the public, but talk a little bit about Friday night. That's 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 a big night. It's a significant night, isn't it? Oh, most definitely. I mean, we reward the kids who did so good. Um, it is our what we call our sale of champions. It starts at six thirty at the Extra Event Center's uh, show pavilion, 
um, come in off of Lake Air Drive. Um, we showcase the, the top of the top, and there's 215 lots of, of uh, steers, pigs, goats, chickens, rabbits, sheep. So uh, uh, these these kids are rewarded. Last year, I challenged our buyers for a million-dollar sale, and we hid a little over a million dollars, and, and all but a small percentage to help cost uh, cover the cost of operating this stock show all goes to the kids. And it, it may be a senior who's uh, going to MCC next year, and He's got an extra four or five thousand dollars in his pocket to pay for education. It could be that kid who's going into the workforce who needs a dependable car, or it's that kid who uh, is going to be back next year and he needs to buy another project uh, later in the spring or summer. And, and that's that's what it's about. I mean, it really is. I know I saw you, you guys talk about it, but you hit the million dollar market, and, and you're giving that money right back to these kiddos and and uh, putting it right back in, investing right back into our kids of the county. You bet. I mean, those those kids are our future, and so we've got to invest in them today. You know, sometimes you you wait till they're in their twenties. You know, sad case is it's too late to invest in them. Um, invest in them today, and, and show them that hey, there's somebody out there who cares and who supports you, and and not just financially. I mean, there's there's you know all kinds of support that's needed for these kids. Whether you're volunteering to help open and close a gate, or or you're you know pushing a pencil in the, in the office. Uh, uh, we need volunteers all the time and, uh, you know, it don't always have to be a monetary donation. It, uh, it gets going again. Uh, it started yesterday, excuse me, started yesterday and gets going again today. What at 10 o'clock with the goat show at 10 o'clock this morning, you bet. And yeah, like you said, yesterday we had our, ag, failed to mention our uh, ag mechanics contest where these kids are welding in shops and, and, um, woodworking and, and building all kinds of things. And, uh, Shout out to Bosqueville FFA for winning the sweepstakes in the Ag Mechanic Contest. Great stuff. Uh, a lot of kids involved and a lot of folks involved, and Friday night will be fun. It'll be fun all week long, so get out to the Extrico and uh, and enjoy it. Hey, hey Clayton, thank you, and, and thanks for serving, man. 42 years of giving of your time and energy and your funds, and, man, we, we appreciate people like you for, for investing back in our kiddos. You bet. It's fun. Come out and see us. Any, any day is free to the public. All right. Hey, thanks, Clayton. Appreciate it. Thanks so much. That's Clayton Hall. 42 years. I can't imagine doing 42, doing anything for 42 years, but donating your time and your money and, and your, and your energy and all that and, and giving right back in, in, uh, in this McClendon County junior livestock show. Good stuff. And again, uh, look, the extra co. well, you guys know this. I mean, there's been so much work done to the extra co. It is such a, cool place now to hang out it always was a fun place but now it is so comfortable you I mean you're gonna you're gonna enjoy yourself when you go out to uh to the extra comb. all right uh 10 minutes after eight. it's 8 10 that is uh, clayton hall we're we're, uh, we're glad you're with us i don't know if you guys saw this but uh recently i think it was yesterday that tom brady talked about bill belichick and bill belichick talked about tom brady you know, who's going to be there? Anybody could get drafted to a place. Who's going to turn you into something? Who's going to develop you? Who's going to take you under their wing? And sometimes it's a player that does it. And I definitely had a lot of players do that. And obviously, um, I had someone that really saw something in me that, you know, not a lot of other people did. And, you know, the, yeah, there were offensive coach and so forth. But I think Coach Belichick and I developed an amazing relationship really from the moment I was drafted, but then really we got, we spent a lot of time together. You know, he started to begin to teach me really what football was all about, how to study 
defenses when I started to play, certainly. And uh, we'd have weekly meetings, sometimes once, sometimes twice. And I couldn't imagine a better teacher to, to say, hey, this is how we're going to play quarterback in the NFL. The greatest player, the greatest career, the uh, great, great person. Uh, it's such an, an opportunity and an honor for me to, you know, to coach Tom. And uh, I, I guess I guess it's got in at some point, um, you know, but it, it, it's the greatest one ever. So. What do you make of that, Ward? What do you, I, I, all of a sudden, there's a love Warm fest. Fuzzy. Yes, it was. I mean, I, I'm telling you, I got a little tear, you know, running down my cheek. Why didn't that happen two years ago? Why didn't it happen a year ago? Why? Why now? Oh, I, I, time heals all wounds. So you know, I think you have something there. You, they were competitive, apart from each other, weren't they? Mm-hmm. Uh. And Brady did talk about he thought it was ridiculous that people had it Brady versus Belichick. Uh, he said, hey, look, you know, I was asked to quarterback. He was asked to coach. Uh, we were, you know, so it wasn't Brady against Belichick. But anyway, I, I think whether they liked it or not, people kind of viewed it that way. They wanted to, they wanted to measure Belichick's success with New England away from Without Tom Brady, they wanted to see what Tom Brady could do without the comfort of the New England Patriots and Belichick. Well, I mean, look, Belichick has not gone down the drain by any stretch of the imagination, and Tom Brady won the Super Bowl. But also, you got to look at that roster that Tom Brady had in Tampa Bay. He was surrounded by outstanding playmakers, and you saw the difference this year compared to when he was able to win the Super Bowl. He wasn't surrounded by outstanding playmakers. And the same thing happened to Tom Brady in his last few years at New England. They just didn't have the playmakers around him that he needed to be successful. And when he felt like he needed something, Tampa was willing to go get it for him. They went, you know, they went and got Gronk. Uh, he, he felt like he wanted that, that security blanket there. And they did those type of things for him. Well, that's not all they got. I mean, Gronk was a big part of it, but they had a running game. They had, you know, outstanding receivers. They had the offensive line that was playing at a high level. Defense was, you know, one of the best in the league. Uh, So, I mean, he was surrounded. They, They pushed all their chips into the middle of the table and said, okay, here we go. We've got the best quarterback. Let's go get the best everything else and win a Super Bowl. And then... After that, we'll lose everybody because we're going to sign them to a one-year deal and break the bank, and then we're not going to have any money for a while. And that's what they did. For Belichick, I mean, he had the best quarterback ever, but he's also a really good football coach. If so, just just be, and, and I know this sounds silly, but just because you have great players does not mean you're going to have a great team. It's got to be orchestrated and directed by somebody. If anybody thinks Belichick's not a great football coach, you're silly. Well, you've lost your mind. Yeah. I mean, he's a great football coach. You don't do what they did. But he was also the beneficiary of having the best quarterback that ever played the game. Absolutely. Absolutely. That makes it easier to coach. But didn't everybody else have that opportunity to go get him? I mean, Tom Brady was, what, a fifth or sixth round draft pick? 
Uh, he wasn't, you know. Yeah, but even Belichick, when they drafted him, didn't see that in Tom Brady. Nobody did. He turned into the GOAT. But, again, everybody, you know, we talk about you win a championship, you got a target on your back. Can you imagine the target on their back year after year after year? And all they did was produce W after W after W. Don't tell me he's not a great football coach. And don't tell me, you know, and obviously Brady is a, is, a, is a great player. It was a great combination. And what's wrong with that? Why do you have to tear it? You know, why do you have to analyze it to the point to where it's just kind of goofy and they kind of have to kind of defend each other? And that's kind of what I took out of that. Okay, let, you know, let me, let me tell everybody how great – Belichick is, and let me tell everybody how great Brady is. I mean, well, I mean, there on. was there was some animosity there between the two because they're competitors. Yeah, but I, also, I mean, it just that's the way it is. And the end of Tom Brady in New England was not good. Well, they were ready to move on, I think, and and he he's he was he, i'm gonna go show you well it wasn't just that he he wanted some help and they weren't gonna spend the money to get him any help anymore because they felt like he had aged out and they were just gonna ride it until he aged out and exited stage left and he decided you know what i'm gonna go somewhere where they are gonna spend the money to get somebody around me and i'll show you i can still at least drive this bus without wrecking it up on a curb and that's what he did he wasn't great when they went to the Super Bowl and won in Tampa. Didn't have to be, though, did he? No. He just had to have the keys to the car so he could start it and put it in the right parking place. And not everybody can do that. No, they can't. I mean, they tried that 90 miles to the north, and it didn't work. <laughs> Keep it in the fairway, and... He ain't never going to get there. He, they played in the trees. <laughs> I mean, it's that simple. All right, uh, eight seventeen. We're seventeen minutes after eight. This is game time, and we are presented by Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat. Your friend in the car business. Wipe those tears from your eyes, Ward. Belichick and Brady. Uh, let's see here. We are brought to you by Alan Samuels. Uh, let's see. You can check out the a great selection of the twenty twenty threes, and it's it's. Just a great sales event going on right now at Allen Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat. How about the the Ram 1500 Crew Cab? Uh, all levels, Laramies, uh, top-of-the-line Longhorns, Longhorns Limited. Great values. they got some great deals going, uh, some great cashback opportunities, great uh, interest rates, and uh, just an opportunity for you to take advantage of those great deals. And that's just some of the great deals that's going on. Of course, Chevy and and Jeep, Jeep's got some great deals going on right now. All of that on Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat. They're at 201 West Loop 340 that's just down from Highway 84. Ted Teague and his group will, uh, will be waiting to visit with you. You can give them a call at 772-1000. That's 772-1000. Or check them out online at alansamuelsdcj.com. I'll tell you this. You, if, if, you, if you need to and you want to, you can, you can meet us over at the, uh, the Junior Livestock Show, McLennan County Junior Livestock Show, uh, on Friday night. I promise you, Ted and his, his group will be there uh, participating. So they, they, you talk about giving back to the community. They are big in giving back to the community. That's it, just one of the millions of reasons why uh, doing business with Alan Samuels is 
is so uh, so much fun. Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat, your friend of the car business. Recently on Game Time. Today would have been Farrah Fawcett's 76th birthday. And Ryan Farrah Fawcett is who? He has no idea. The, the poster lady. <laughs> the poster lady. Which he had oh, no idea what the poster was. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. Nope. I did not. The oh. number one selling poster of all time is the Farrah Fawcett poster. Yes, indeed. Sold over 12 million copies 12 of that million. Oh, poster. Thanks for playing. Game time. Weekdays at 7 a.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Jenna's on the phone. She's looking at me like I'm crazy. Okay. You're not supposed to have your phone on in here. Thanks. Bye. Yep. See, it's going off. Say hi, Jana. Hi, everybody. It's Jana from from uh, Advanced. Yeah, we're Advanced. Advanced House Leveling. House Leveling. Foundation she didn't repair. turn her phone off. She didn't I turn didn't. her phone off. It's the first time. But you can call us at 254-235-4922 and tell her, turn your phone off next time, Jana. Turn it off. Turn it off. Turn it off. That was my echo, echo, echo. <laughs> Let's see how stupid that one sounds. How pain turned an avid outdoorsman into a frustrated indoorsman. Meet Ron. I was always active. Fishing, swimming, hiking. Until his flat feet brought it all to a grinding halt. It is sharp pain shooting up your leg to your back. And the pain was just the beginning. When you're hurting, you can't move. So I ended up being a couch potato and my health declined. Fortunately, Ron had someone in his corner. My wife said, that's it. I'm going to take you to the Good Feet store. Where he was personally fitted for arch supports. I took one step. There was no back pain. I took another step. No knee pain. And after my second step, I went into my good feet dance. Today, he's grateful to be back in the great outdoors. I feel like a new person, thanks to the Good Feet store. See for yourself how Arch Supports can help you. Stop by for your free fitting or schedule one at goodfeet.com. Stop by the Good Feet store in the Central Marketplace in Waco and now in Temple. Nobody covers football in Central Texas like ESPN Central Texas. In my podcast, Your Money in a Cup of Joe, we talk money management, investments, and retirement in a Q&A style format, helping break down complicated topics. I'm Joe Kalea with Kalea Wealth Management. Look for Your Money in a Cup of Joe on Apple and Spotify. Kalea Wealth Management is a Central Texas team of UBS Financial Services, member FINRA SIPC. Looking for an unforgettable gift this Valentine's Day? Republic Gun Club and the Oak and Ivy Wine Bar Bistro have created the perfect pairing. Now through Valentine's Day, you can grab the ultimate date night package of an hour on the 25-yard lane for two, two pistol rentals, a Gatlin gun rental, and a $50 gift card to Oak and Ivy, all for only $149.99. Best part? You can get this deal now and use it any time this year. Republic Gun Club is your home on the range. Okay, so what's the most important part about your house? No, it's not that bar or even the man cave. Think about it. The most important thing is your roof. It has to withstand all that Mother Nature can throw your way. So it makes sense to have the best. McAdams & Sons Roofing is your first choice when it comes to protecting your valuable asset. Experienced professionals using only the best materials. So for new construction, re-roofs, repairs, or remodels for composition and metal roofs, think McAdams & Sons Roofing first. And now McAdams & Sons Roofing are installing seamless gutters. They're insured and an A-plus rating on the BBB. McAdams & Sons Roofing will come out, take a look at your roof, and handle all the insurance process for you. Don't let any fly-by-night company look at your roof. 
Let a real professional you trust do the work for you. Put McAdams & Sons over 40 years of experience to go to work for you all over Central Texas. Check them out online at McAdamsRoofing.com or give them a call at 254-799-2949 because you don't want a kid with your house's lid. It's time for Stephanie from Sales to Talk Sports. Brought to you by Advanced House Leveling, Myatt Fuels, SoCal Speed Shop, Mission Golf Cars, and Asco Equipment in Belton. You know, sometimes I wish the tape was rolling when we're in a break. We were learning about mammals from, from <laughs> Stephanie. I didn't know. Clearly. Uh, what do you got for us this morning? Well, besides that, I learned that humans are mammals. I did, <laughs> I did not know. Did not know. Ooh. Did not know. Anyways. Okay, so gearing up for the Super Bowl. So I went on the Googles. Yeah. You can still purchase a ticket to the Super Bowl if you'd like, but the average yeah, good luck. <laughs> the average ticket price is ten five. Now, if you want a suite, there are some leftover that you can get and they're leftover. And they start at forty four thousand dollars. So oh my gosh. you would either have to go online, you can get your tickets, <laughs> but do not take Southwest Airlines. You may not make it there, so may want to drive over American Airlines. <laughs> but I'm going to tell you the top 10 Super Bowl snacks that people eat this time. Oh, I can get those. Buffalo okay. wings. Okay, we know wings is number one. That's why they got to make more chickens. That's 1.25 billion chicken wings that will be eaten. They don't make more chickens. They breed them. No, they don't. They have to. How are you going to find 1.25 billion chicken wings? They're frozen. Right, so they gear the up. frozen food section. Come on. They gear up, though. They have to gear up all year for that no, many. No, they don't. Why do you think eggs are so high right now? You know what? Chicken wings may be. Higher. Yeah, they may be a, may not be so many this year. Well, Because I, you can't, have you bought eggs lately? No, I go to my neighbor's house and get eggs. I need to come no, to your neighbor's. Actually, that's not true. Actually, Sunday we bought some eggs, and it was like six bucks. I know. I was shocked. I was shocked. So, okay, number two. I want to guess. Okay, go ahead. Pizza. Yep. About 12.5 million pizzas will be eaten this Sunday. What's the best pizza? Mine, I like everything on it. No anchovies. No beef. Just straight up beef. You like cheese on your pizza because you don't like cheese. Yeah, it's melted. (laughs) Come on. Pepperoni's good. Yeah. Pepperoni's good. I like the meat lovers. It's good. Yeah. I do not like... the thing those people in California eat with the pineapple, oh, the no. Hawaiian. No, no, no. No, thank you. No, no, thank you. Do you know what number three is? Chips and dip. Uh, or the kind of nachos. Uh, nachos? Uh-huh. Number four, which this really? Yeah, I Nachos. I guess that's where the guacamole comes in. I don't know. But number four is potato skins. Avocados from Mexico. The world's finest. Pota- uh, potato skins are number four. So really? If, yeah. So if I'm throwing a Super Bowl party, those are too hard. That's that's too, too hard long. to make. So they have to like maybe they do it like on the East Coast or up in the sky, like near. Maybe that's something you Canada. Order. I like those like those little frozen taquito things. And, oh yeah, yeah. That you just throw in. Yeah, and then you, and then you dip them in some. Those yeah. are good. Bacani sauce and going down the road. So potato skins are number four. I ain't uh-huh. buying that one. Yep. Number five. The Google said it, Tom. Well, of well, course. Okay, then. It's truth. Number five is chili. Yeah, that makes sense. Which I can see because, you know, if it's cold out, what do you want? Some chili. Okay. Number six, which shocked me, 
because this is like around the United States. Pulled pork. Really? Pulled pork. Now, I could see pulled pork in like Texas and, you know, where all the cowboys live, but. I just don't want to work Texas that hard when it's where all like, the cowboys yeah. live. Yeah. Like, you know, Oklahoma, <laughs> Arkansas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when you see cowboy, what do you think about? Chili and pulled pork. You sound well, that's like exactly what I think. When I see <laughs> John Wayne, New York. I see John Wayne and I go, that's pulled pork. People come down from New York. Where are the tumbleweeds? Where are all the horses? <laughs> Where's the pulled pork? They do. It's barbecue. All right. All right. The next one, number seven, is burgers, which I could see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, burgers. Number eight, are, is, which is buffalo chicken dip. Ooh, I, I, I know how to make that. So now we're back to adding more chickens to this list, which, again, <laughs> we need to make more chickens. Just saying. I'm out on that. I, I don't even like even, buffalo uh, chicken dip. I don't even, I'll make some. It's good. It probably gives you heartburn. Go, go right ahead. Number nine is brownies, which was con- which was started in 1905 by Fanny Farmer. <laughs> Fanny Farmer. Fanny Farmer. And number 10 is corn chips, mainly Tostitos, mm. will be eaten. There you go. Well, how do they know it's Tostitos? I think, I think they sent out like, did Tostitos here, take the survey. They paid for that survey. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and then number 11, which is really why we need more chickens, is deviled eggs. Ooh. Really? I ain't, that I ain't buying that one either. I ain't buying that one either. Deviled eggs, and right behind that is spinach artichoke tip. And oh. I dang sure ain't buying that one. But anyways, deviled eggs, so you can see. I'll go with the pizza. Pizza? Yeah. Yeah. Anything fast. Of course. There you go. Anyways, there you go. Pizza and burgers. All right. Scott Drew's next. Chips and hot sauce. Here we go on ESPN Central Texas. Recently on the John Moore Show. Ian Eagle and our guest Bill Raftery doing the game for CBS on Saturday. Yeah, it it is good. You know, Big 12 is just... You know, rock'em, sock'em, uh, talent-laden, and a nightmare, I think, for coaches. I mean, you got to win at home, and boy, if you can scratch one on the road, boy, you've really done a heck of a job. John Moore's weekdays at 3 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Want options? The best selection in Central Texas is at Allen Samuels in Waco. During the President's Day sales event, get a 2022 Ram 1500 quad cab with 0% for 72 months or Ram 1500 crew cab with 1.9% for 72 months on all trim levels. Lone Stars, Laramies, and top-of-the-line Longhorn and Longhorn Limited. Or get a Ram 1500 Lone Star crew cab with values up to $8,250 plus an extra $500 to first responders. How pain turned an avid outdoorsman into a frustrated indoorsman. Meet Ron. I was always active, fishing, swimming, hiking. Until his flat feet brought it all to a grinding halt. It is sharp pain shooting up your leg to your back. And the pain was just the beginning. When you're hurting, you can't move. So I ended up being a couch potato and my health declined. Fortunately, Ron had someone in his corner. My wife said, that's it. I'm going to take you to the Good Feet store. Where he was personally fitted for arch supports. I took one step, there was no back pain. I took another step, no knee pain. And after my second step, I went into my Good Feet dance. Today, he's grateful to be back in the great outdoors. I feel like a new person, thanks to the Good Feet store. See for yourself how Arch Supports can help you. Stop by for your free fitting or schedule one at goodfeet.com. 
Stop by the Good Feet Store in the Central Marketplace in Waco and now in Temple. Your leader in high school sports, ESPN, Central Texas. Maya Fuel should be your first and local choice for high-quality fuel and lubricant. They are Central Texas-owned and operated, independent distribution and bulk delivery company. You call, they haul. They deliver on-road diesel, off-road farm diesel, gasoline, and non-ethanol gasoline. Known for their great pricing and quickest delivery, they also offer non-fee contract fuel. Call Nick, the owner, for all your gasoline delivery needs at 675-8107 or find them at MayaFuels.net. That's MayaFuels.net. Do you have pain or sports injuries that are keeping you on the sidelines? Start a conversation with a specialist at Ascension Medical Group, Providence Orthopedics and Sports Medicine. Tell us about your activities and your history of pain or a recent injury so together we can create the best care plan for you. We are here with minimally invasive to advanced surgery options, as well as physical therapy, and we treat both kids and adults. Schedule with our specialists today at ascension.org slash Texas Ortho. Your home for Baylor men's and women's basketball, ESPN Central Texas. All right, 831, welcome back into the program. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom, Ward, Ryan, we're glad you're with us. And we're joined now by Baylor basketball coach Scott Drew. Coach, first of all, good morning. Thank you for your time. We appreciate you being with us. How are you guys doing today in this rainy day? <laughs> doing good, coach. Hey, let's talk about what happened Saturday. What what an amazing day with Jonathan and uh, when, when you walked down the bench and, and pointed at 23 and said, your turn, what was that like for you, knowing what that young man put into getting back and, and, and what he's all about? Well, I, I can tell you that uh, going into the game, our, our, our coaching staff was like, man, this could be more emotional than senior night. So I knew we were going we to be emotional, and uh, it was just awesome seeing the uh, crowd recognize and uh, give him a standing ovation when he went in because uh, he definitely deserves it. And uh, I know that was one thing we really wanted to do is make sure when he checked into the game, he was checking in by himself. So he could just see how much everybody appreciated him. And then after that, a coach is always uh, uh, wanting to win a game, but you really wanted John to, uh, to make a shot and do, do things well just because uh, all he's persevered and gone through and how much he means for all of us. So when he hit those two threes, it, it couldn't get any better than that. Coach, I know it's an emotional lift to, to have him back out on the floor moving forward, even having him on the floor is an emotional lift. But what does this do for your defense and what you're able to do defensively down the floor each and every time? Well, any anytime uh, you add a, a really talented, great player, it helps your team. But – uh, John helps us in so many other ways. Uh, he's a vocal leader um, defensively. He's an elite talker. Uh, he, he is aggressive. Uh, 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 I mean, when he's on the court, he just makes everybody else play aggressive because he's so aggressive. And uh, as far as his motor and his competitive spirit, uh, I mean, he has all the intangibles. They talk about the it factor, like Michael Jordan had it or LeBron had it, but like, when John's on the court, uh, you just feel more confident. You feel um, just because he's such a, uh, a a great leader and how hard he competes. Um, when 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 Davion was on the court, um, that that portrayed some of that. When Mark Vidal was on the court, just he gives you that toughness and that intensity um, that gives everybody else added confidence. And uh, the great thing is, uh, I mean, 
him and him and Flo, they've won a national championship together. They got so much respect for one another and they complement uh, each other so well. And uh, I know uh, uh, Adam, I mean, how many pick and rolls is him and John run in the past? So it just, it, 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 it gives us a, a not only a talented player, but it gives us a great leader, someone that uh, is, brings the team together with his chemistry and uh, the respect everybody has for him and the confidence uh, when he's on the court, just because um, you, when you go to, when you go to battle, you want to have people like that in your corner or your box. Does it make you more versatile? Uh, whether if you want to go small, you know, you can go small and you, you've always been able to do that, but can it, yeah. can it allow you to go big and still have enough scores on the floor? Well, I was talking more like the intangibles he brings, but basketball wise, the one thing he's done for the last year is work on his skill. And if it was shooting, if it was passing, uh, I mean, his two hand overhead passes just from sitting on a, uh, on a chair and, and passing with the manager or GA. I mean, he really passes the ball uh, on time, on target um, in, in his ability to read the game now. Um, so offensively he allows uh, you to have a, 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 a big who spaces the floor because he can hit the three, but also if someone you put two people on him, he can find the open players. So uh, he definitely opens the playbook more for us offensively. Coach, as you turn the corner and head to the second half of conference play, how important is it you don't try to get ahead of your skis and you just take this one game at a time, one possession at a time and chip away at this thing? Well, first in the Big 12, everything is one possession at a time. So uh, that that's easy playing in the best league in the country. That that keeps you focused and, and on point. At the same time, uh, it's such a fine line in winning and losing because so many games uh, do come down to one or two possessions here or there. So with us, it's, it's a, a, such a blessing having John back now where we have a couple weeks to get him uh, um, in game shape and get the chemistry because – he hadn't, he, he, he's done a lot uh, in practice with uh, the scout team, but hasn't done as much with the with the uh, guys in the rotation and playing. So that's going to do nothing but improve over the next uh, four or five weeks, hopefully. And then uh, the big thing is, knock on wood and say in our prayers, we stay injury uh, free so that we can keep uh, uh, this chemistry. And, and I mean, it, Every time you have someone added to uh, uh, the team or taken away, it changes your rotations, your roles, your chemistry a little bit. And you have that next man up mentality, but it does take a little time to blend. And then for a coach to know what the strengths are with each group that's on the court, who plays better with each other. And every year it's different because um, uh, every year players bring different strengths and they fit different together. So this gives us a little time to figure it out with the back end of conference. And obviously all of us uh, are trying to win a conference championship while we're figuring things out. Scott, how do you figure that out? Uh, obviously with, with Jonathan, you're, you're adding minutes there. So some minutes have yeah. got to come from someplace. How, how do you, is that we just got to get into games and play and figure this out or, or how do you go? How, what's that process like for you and the staff? Well, well, the good thing nowadays is it's never just a feel or eye test. It's a, everything's analytics and, and done by the numbers as well, and, and so you you have some proof behind what you're doing. And uh, the key is getting enough sample size to figure that out. So with us, practice time, um, which groups look better, play better, and then obviously in the games. And as that goes on, and the data adds up, like 
hey, this lineup isn't very efficient. Let's stay away from this lineup. This lineup, let's play more. And obviously with John, I mean, he's everyday John because he works out all the time, but still he is the only player in college basketball coming back from or playing with an injury like this. So just seeing how he's affected um, uh, on quick turnarounds and uh, building up his stamina, uh, it, it, I mean, you haven't played in a year. It's hard to go out and play 30 minutes. So uh, trying to make sure that we, we build him up. Uh, but at the same time, uh, probably playing in long stretches right now is not, not the wise thing to do until he gets in better game shape. Coach Drew, how important is the motion on the offensive end on the floor for your team? Uh, <laughs> I think uh, 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 anybody that's ever done a, a music concert or anything like that, you got to have those rehearsals, right? You got to know what the sounds <laughs> like. So, I mean, at the, at, the, at the end of the day, I mean, John, it's amazing that he was able to do what he did on Saturday from a standpoint. He hadn't had many reps at all uh, with, with, with the guys that have been playing. And our offense uh, probably is 50% different than last year. So for him to pick up all that stuff, I mean, there's so many intangibles uh, that he brings to the table and so many things that, that he provides that you don't see in the, in the stat sheet. Um, but his timing, rhythm, everything. And then uh, you take uh, um, Josh and Keontae and Langston. They've never played with them. And then Jalen and Caleb as well. So get a much better feel and read the more they get used to playing with them as well the way your your roster is constructed the way you 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 play offense do you go in and say we need to shoot x percentage do you have a goal as you as you play the uh a, a different team or is it is it the same number every every game you go out we got to shoot this percentage how, how do you approach that well, we're hoping it's a high percentage. That's, that's number one. <laughs> number two, we do we do have goals within every game and keys uh, and, and and fundamental things that we want to accomplish each and every game. And and they don't drastically change because uh, good offense. I mean, you want more assists and turnovers. You want a low assist turnover. I mean, if if you shoot above fifty percent from the field and you can shoot close to forty percent from three and you can have single-digit turnovers, you're going to win a ton of games. So um, uh, statistical goals we have now, defenses change, and that's what makes the Big 12 uh, such a tough league. Uh, For instance, you play Kansas, and they hadn't shown the switching one through five, and they basically switched most of the game. You you play against uh, uh, Arkansas, and the drop coverage – we we don't face a lot of where the big stays low in the paint and the guards go over the top and try to take away all the threes and then uh, last game um, uh, Texas Tech normally doesn't do that either and they changed and and then we're denying the guards so like every team adjusts so it, it'd be like a, a, a throw out the football analogy if a team's used to rushing four and all of a sudden you play them and they're putting seven in the box you might change up what your strategy is, or if they're rushing only three, now you might change up your strategy. So I know uh, a lot of the things we run offensively uh, are are dictated based on what the defense is doing. And sometimes uh, again, defenses, those are three games where uh, we haven't really faced much of that. Um, And, and it, it takes a little time to, 
see what they're doing and then what's working for you, and then you adjust from there. How big are those in-game adjustments, not only in conference play, but being able to make those in-game adjustments during conference play so when you get to tournament play, you're definitely going to have to make in-game adjustments because you're playing against teams that you don't normally see. Well, that that's why it's so important to have players that uh, uh, nowadays it's not as simple as rolling out the ball and playing. I mean, everybody has complex offenses and defenses, and um, uh, it's still an easy game, put the ball through the hole, but how you get it into the basket, there, there, there's a lot of different stuff that goes into it. So you, you really got to, uh, uh, have a big enough playbook where no matter what they throw at you, you got ways to get your team some easy buckets because uh, you you always need to stay away from those long droughts and that's where the defensive end is so important because if you can get stops and get in transition, uh, obviously there is no defense when it's two on one, three on two breaks and um, our defense. I know you alluded and touched on it, uh, uh, John is. Uh, the reigning Big 12 Defensive Player of the Year. So obviously having him back does affect that end and just how vocal and loud in his presence helps with that end, the rebounding, uh, which allows you to keep him one and done and get out on the break helps on that end. So uh, they they work together. And uh, again, that's where the other thing that was really nice last game was our bench, I think, scored 26-4 to four or something, outscored him and, and having – I think you really look at our success the last couple of years. It's we've had a starting rotation. Um, I mean, a year ago when we were healthy, you're bringing LJ, Jeremy, Sohan, and and Jonathan Chamachachua off the bench, and I mean, all three of those guys could have been six man of the years. And you look at it, and I think three out of the last five years we've won six man of the year at Baylor. So the fact that you have that depth, um, everyone's not gonna have it, it shoot well every night. And that's why you got to have uh, uh, different, different lineups and different people that can come in because if one or two are off, you got to have two or three that are on that can replace them. You talk about that depth. We've talked about this around here a little bit it is, is, and we all know it's, it's the greatest conference in the country and the depth of the conference is unbelievable. Every night is a battle in this league. Do you worry about, getting to the finish line and being wore out, not only from your team's perspective, but the entire conference for that matter. Yeah, we, we, we've talked about that before. And, and it, it's not like you can't turn it on and turn it off. You don't get into a game and say, hey, let's rest people. And it doesn't matter. We win or lose. I mean, you're, you're competing to win. And that's how you're wired and how you want your team wired. At the end of the day, though, uh, I, I know um, in the Big 12 tournament, it's nice sometimes to have a longer break before the NCAA tournament <laughs> just to just to heal because uh, you take last year, for instance, I mean, uh, you, you always want to win every game and you want to win the Big 12 tournament. Um, but uh, I thought uh, we were we especially were so banged up last year. And you hear this from officials, officials ref, usually our league and then another power five league. And and they say the physicality and the intensity is just different in the Big 12. I mean, it's such a one-possession uh, playoff-type basketball. I think a lot of times you watch NBA basketball and there's a different level of intensity playoffs in regular season. And I think um, you get that for 18 games, and part of it's the schedule because you play everybody twice. 
and some leagues where you only play somebody once. I mean, really what makes them such a grind out physical game is when you know everything they do and you take it away. So now it's mono mono and it's offensive rebounds, defensive stops, transition, and those, those become uh, fist fights, you know? So um, yeah, you do get, you do get beat up, but we have great strength coaches at the big 12. We got great athletes, great recovery, great trainers, but uh, I can tell you, we're praying each and every year for no injuries, and we've been blessed so far. Where last year, boy, we had we had our share of them. Hey, final thought for you: when uh, when Jonathan made the the first three at the top of the of the of the uh, circle, uh, the roof came off that place. What was that like for you? I mean, it was loud yeah. in there, wasn't it? Yeah, and and, and again. It, when John checked in as as a coach, you're just you want to win, but sometimes uh, uh, there's the winning, and then there's also boy, you really want this player to do well for the work he right. put in. And I mean, when he hit that three, because he he first of all um, he shot a million of them <laughs> since in the last year, so we have a full confidence in him taking uh, those shots. But uh, one thing is, a coach you can. If you get good looks, you've done your job, and it's up to the player to make them. Uh, so you remember the best three-point shooters only make 40% out of 100. So that means 60 out of 100 they're missing. Uh, for John, I was so happy that he made two for two just so he could get uh, the cheers and the ovations for all the hard work that he put in. He's not going to make every three he takes, but I can tell you they have a lot better chance of going in now after the work he's put in, and we couldn't be happier. And 14 minutes for you, that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, he got a lot done in 14 minutes. Indeed. Hey, Coach, thanks. I, I know you're busy. We kept you a little longer than we normally do. We appreciate your time, and uh, we'll see you tomorrow night. Well, thank you uh, uh, for all that you guys do. Uh, the, the the fans and, and crowd have been sensational, and it's in the Big 12, you got to win home games. So I always say you can watch a game or you can affect it, and the ones that have come to the game have really affected it. So we can't thank you enough tonight, uh, or thank you uh, enough for what you've done this season. And then tonight we got the women got a big game against OU. Tomorrow we got a big game. So if you're looking for something to do, we need you in the Farrell Center. Coach, thanks. Have a great day. Thank you. Talk to you soon. That is Scott Drew, the head coach of the Baylor basketball. Have you ever met a more positive human being in your life? He, He's great. He turns everything into a positive. It's, it's just it's so refreshing to speak to. Uh, 849, we're right back with more in just a moment. Baylor Women's Basketball with Derek Smith and Sophia Young-Malcolm here on ESPN Central Texas. The Baylor women back home in the Farrell Center on Tuesday hosting the Oklahoma Sooners. 6.30 for the countdown to tip-off. It's a 7 p.m. tip-off Tuesday for Baylor OU Big 12 Women's Basketball. Baylor Big 12 Women's Basketball all season long here on ESPN Central Texas. There are lots of reasons to own a golf car. Get around the neighborhood, cruising the lake at campground, perfect for light duty on the farm or work site. And you can't run a festival without a golf cart. Oh, yeah, and golf carts are pretty great for playing golf, too. There's lots of reasons to own a golf cart, but only one best place to buy one. Mission Golf Cars in Waco off Highway 6 at Bagby has the largest selection of easy-go golf carts for sale, rent, lease, or repairs in Central Texas. Check us out online at missiongolfcars.com. And remember, at Mission Golf Cars, quality always comes standard. A bank in any town USA treats everyone like, well, anyone. At Central National Bank, we provide Central Texans with a different kind of banking. 
We believe in people over processes, listening over telling, and helping our customers over helping ourselves. Come to Central National Bank and experience the difference. Bank different, bank central. Central National Bank, member FDIC. Get a great deal on versatile Kubota equipment today, like Kubota BX and L-Series compact tractors, part of our tractor lineup rated number one in durability and owner experience, Z-Series mowers and sidekick utility vehicles. Stop by your local Kubota dealer today. Bring home select BX series equipment for zero down, 0% APR for up to 72 months, plus save up to $800 now through June 30th. See us or go to KubotaUSA.com for more details. WC Tractor, now with six convenient locations to serve you. Find us at WCTractor.com. The source for Baylor athletic news and information, ESPN Central Texas. Attention farmers and ranchers, you want that person-to-person service with someone you know and trust to get your animal supplies to you and take the worry out cost-effectively. That's where Agritech Animal Health with Chad Spitzer and his staff are all about. People you know and trust with over 100 years of combined experience in the animal health industry. From the heart of Texas to the Red River, they are there to service you with that personal feel and products you know and trust. Stop by and see Ashley at their Marlin location or give them a call to set you up and keep your animals in the game at 254-883-5500. It's Agritech Animal Health. In the five or so years that I've been servicing my cars here at Freddie Kish, I've been extremely pleased. I've been a customer of Freddie Kish for going on seven years. They just make it so convenient. And then on the other side, they just care. The guys in here are so friendly. They call me by name when I come in, and why would I want to change? I certainly wouldn't be giving any referrals to any other car servicing center in the area. I absolutely would not take my car anywhere else. It's the people and the professionalism, and uh, I wouldn't go anywhere else. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Lark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Update. The race for first in Big 12 men's basketball got a bit tighter last night as Kansas upended first place Texas 88-80. Five teams are now within a game and a half of unseating the Longhorns. Baylor has dropped three spots to 14th in this week's AP men's basketball poll. Four Big 12 teams rank above the Bears. Texas at five, Kansas ninth, Iowa State and Kansas State at 11 and 12 respectively. Baylor women's basketball is at home tonight, hosting 16th-ranked Oklahoma. Tip-off is at 7 o'clock, and you can hear the game on ESPN Central Texas. The NCC basketball teams continue their climb up their respective JUCO polls. The Highlanders moved up three spots this week to 23rd. The Highlassies have improved from 10th to 9th this week. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Time for the grab bag on Game Time. All right, it's 8.53. <laughs> CNC Collision Center text line gets the final word. This is Corey. Corey says, guys, I just heard the clip of Aaron not knowing who Farrah Fawcett was. Uh, first of all, let me let me do a little clarification. That wasn't Aaron. That was young Ryan here. Uh, Aaron knows who Farrah Fawcett is. But anyway, he says, I'm not sure I can follow you guys anymore. <laughs> what has this world come to? <laughs> He's not wrong. No, he's not wrong. He is not wrong at all. I mean, that should be a little research, don't you think? You should <laughs> you should know icons, especially Texans. <laughs> My especially bad. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't think I mean, you don't even have to say the last name. No. And you should know that. No. She uh she introduced a lot of things including that hairstyle. I mean, wasn't every every high school and junior high girl in America Going to that hairstyle once 
A lot were, yeah. yeah. So good stuff. All right, man. What a what a fun show. We've uh, we thanks uh, Shehan J. Rasha for being on the program. Also, thanks to uh, to Clayton Hall for being here. Yeah, uh, works I bet with Stephanie the, had that hairstyle. Y- yeah, cheerleader. You know she did. You know she did. Uh, and, and thanks to Scott Drew for being on the program as well. We will uh, do this again tomorrow morning at seven. John Morse is coming up at three today. Matt Mosley's at four. Don't forget women's basketball tonight at six thirty. Baylor men tomorrow night at seven thirty. All right here on your flagship station for Baylor Athletics, ESPN Central Texas.